Scrolling her down. Scrolling her down to Dana. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Finney's Wake, a podcast about the book Finney's Wake, James Joyce. My name is Rob. Hello. So, I am sure by now you are sick and tired of hearing about the word river run. Um, and I'm sorry we've gone into so much detail. I'm sorry we've belaboured the point at times, but I um, just wanted to demonstrate how many different ways. Um, the word this word mutates into other words within within Finney's Wake, and so as we've seen over the the last few episodes, you can take river runners either a basic representation of the male of the female and male, both as a uh, as a, um, a a state of of parity between them and um, the point of sexual union of of uh, of fertilization. Um, we've also seen, but we've also seen that it can be um, thought of as um, a future imperative invocation to the to the river to tell her tale, when you can also take it as an Italianate word, commo- combined with commodious to make river run commodious, in the manner of a of a um, of a, a wheel successively turning. It can also be thought as a vector word where r- run flows out of river because man is born of woman and land-based um, land-based life came out of the sea um, we've also seen that the 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 lowercase is indicative of the female um, or that it's it's the the last part of a of a sentence that begins on the final page is also a um, also that in the the invocation in the the the, the invocation for the river to run for the river to tell its tale in the in the in the way that in the way that words work can work backwards in Finning's Wake that in one sense is is answered in the the river run of Finning's Wake is answered by the final yes of Ulysses, um, but also I think because it's lower case, because it's lowercase it can also it attaches it can it 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 demonstrates that. Um, that the history is un, is unfinished and unwritten, and as it begins on an unfinished word, the, the history only begins with the written word, um, and as it ends on an unfinished word, yeah, an unfinished sentence. Sorry, is that history is history is still to be written, is still being written. You know the things that we're doing now, what we're saying here now is is history as soon as we finish saying them, and so it has all these different things, and so words later on in Finney's Wake, like meander tale, come out of that. That association with the, the 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 call for the river to run, but then you also get words like daughter sons within the um, the washerwomen at the ford, and throughout the book that are that can only un- be understood by by taking the river as woman and run as man, and then we've seen how negation and is embedded within within the run of river river run both as as the as the Greek negative R and the the um, Middle English negative um and we've seen and finally we've seen how this is a the river and run represent a series of parities and those parities in the broad broad sense represent femininity and masculinity and woman and man and the moon and sun and all those all these kind of um, associations. And this all is all encapsulated in the in the genetic material of this word, river run. And that's it. Now, we're gonna we're gonna move on through other things. Um, probably the next episode, we're just gonna it's gonna be a bit of a um, 
a bit of not whimsy, but we're going to go off into ephemera, I think, in the next episode. But in this episode, um, I just wanted a, a few, uh, uh, just a couple of pickups, things that largely aren't that are not connected to that to the word. The word we should make a ban on it now. Should we? I'm not allowed to mention it again. First word, and then the first word. But if I say first word, but it all comes back to the first word. <laughs> I then hope because we've spent so much time going through this, then all those associations are are fixed in order to move on and, and thinking about other things. But anyway, so much for Riverrun. Phew, what a warm time we were in there. But Harry's killing is here the air events. Uh, so I'm just gonna. I was just going to pick up a couple of bits and pieces from um, from the previous episode and from other bits from episodes. I keep, things keep coming back to me. The one thing I wanted to talk about was the 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 idea of the rainbow. Um, you will find the rainbow represented throughout Finney's Finney's Wake. We've talked about you know Rory ends at the Raging Mouse decision being something after face. We spent quite a lot of time on that. Um, but if you take that in connection with the idea of 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 the river being um, the feminine, and then you think about the the story of in the Bible of why why rainbows that it's it was after the after the flood, um, it was God's covenant covenant to Noah, never to send never to um, send the rains again, you know, for never never to flood the land again. But if you take that in connection with water, with with water, the idea then it becomes um, from a pass through Finnegan's wake it becomes God's covenant um, to make more men than women to not fill the world up with women um, and the, you know, the rainbow rainbow girls the 28 rainbow girls are, f- are found in, in, in various ways in, in um, expanding and evolving imagery throughout Finnegan's wake but if you think about the, the, the rainbow through that through that um, through that prism as it were then it takes on a different meaning, I think. As there's lots of genetic material embedded in that opening word, there is um, not gene- genetic material and lexical information embedded within that word. There's there's plenty of other information within the within the first page, and we'll we'll circle back to it at various times then, um, as and when we need it. And so, in that way, I think it is kind of the opening page is the Rosetta Stone and. Um, if you consider, if I'm, I'm going to get into this in a, in a bit about the new, the, the kind of some of the base numerology of of, um, of Finnegan's Wake, you could see that actually the the book begins on page four. That the page three, page three, this opening page is the is the key, is the is the is the cipher. And the other thing, the the other thing that I really wanted to pick up when I don't want, there's just the kind of thing that I want to talk about that. Um, and there's not real. It's not. It's not strictly relevant to to Finnegan's Wake at all. But it's just in. It's just something that I. Just a little kind of aside that I think is is informative. Should be informative to people. Um, and it's just about the the basic um, the basic categorization of of words and the basic types of words. So we're all taught in in school about noun, verb, adjective, adverb, preposition, and conjunction, uh, pronouns, and um, and articles and determiners, etc. But there's actually an, uh, a simpler way to break down lang- the 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 parts of language. Um, you can actually split them into two different groups. And in fact, I've already done it. Um, they're called um, 
function word, uh, sorry, content words and function words now. A content word is, as I said, a, a noun, a verb, an adverb, an adjective, and, and prepositions, you know, through, on, under, etc. So what's the difference? Well, if you take like, a word like, a, a, a content word like, um, for instance, man. So man, you have to say the word man. It seems like there's not a lot of information there, but actually there's a lot of there's a lot of assumption that you can make just from that one word. So it's a we can say that it's a it's a noun, it's a singular noun, but it's not just a noun. It's a it's a concrete noun. It's something that describes something that exists in space. It's not an abstract noun. It's not you know thought or it's not describing a thought or a feeling or an abstract concept. Um, it's an animate noun. It's a it's a it's, it describes something that has locomotion and so can you know move. Move unassisted. It's not a rock, you know, or a piece of paper, or um, etc. It's also um, it's also sentient and um, self-aware. It'll also forget your birthday and put the bins out on the wrong day. Am I right, ladies? Hey, yeah. But um, if I said to you a word instead, like the word that we considered when we were talking about opening words, it. Now that's a it's a. Um, it's like a, it's a neutral pronoun, you know, it's not describing anything it's male or female. And it really, as we, we've talked about when it considered that it could be, it is a truth, university knowledge, or it was a bright, it was a bright, hot, what is it, bright, cold day in April. Um, there's not a lot of information there. Now, what's really, what's interesting about function words, what's interesting about content words and function words is that when people speak to each other, um, particularly like text messages and things like that, they will tend to use more, a lot of content words, but strip out the function words. So you could say, like, send a text like, went shops today, bought comb. And you've only used, what, one, there's only, all that's content, there's only actually one function word, that ah. Um, um, grammatic, to be grammatically correct, it's just to say, I went to the shops today, I bought a comb. So they went to shops today, bought a comb. And to someone who understands your idiom, and understands your language. You don't need to strip out the. You can strip out the function. Um, the content's still clear because you understand how that person speaks. And it's. it's I think it's probably a reason why people get in in trouble <coughs> on Twitter quite a lot because Twitter's like sending a text message, and so you tend to strip out the function words. But function. The thing is, if you strip out function words, it introduces. They what they do is they fix a meaning. Whereas if you if you take out function words, you introduce. Um, scope for variation and for pe people's interpretation and for you know, people who are looking to be offended will easily will need no excuse to find offence. That's why you'll find in um, in academic work, um, in academic publications, that some up to you know more than fifty percent of the words that are used within academic publications are function words um, because they have to fix meaning and because a lot. Of, Particularly when it's written in English, um, a lot of the time, you know, a lot of the time the people reading it, English isn't their first language, so meaning needs to be fixed for those people who who probably understand and understand the the, the the principles of English, but need you know need help because it's a quite difficult language to get at the best of times. Um, and the other thing to say is that um, says that what content words make up the vast majority the vast majority of, of the volume of words, the different types of words. Function words in most languages are only about 100, there's only about 100, so, it, you know, he, him, at, me, we, um, um, the, they, this, that, a, an. 
almost kind of different words there. I'm not going to and and through and that, but and and with and because and all those kind of words. I'm not going to go through them all. Um, so when you get to, let's say, when you get to academic publications, you have the hundred, you know, these hundred words, and making up fifty percent of the content of the of of the publication. Whereas in 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 more colloquial language and text language and tech and language spoken amongst people who know each other. Most of it will be content word. Now, I was we were looking at Jabberwocky last week, and this is this is why I kind of thought to pick up the content word thing here. Um, if you read Jabberwocky, I was talking about the the portmanteau word used within it. The, all the portmanteau words are are content words. They're not function words, and so the t the sense of even though the 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 sense and the 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 understanding and the meaning within the poem Jabberwocky is a bit is foggy and misty because of the use of you know mo graves and raves raves and all those kind of different words. You can make sense of it because the function words affix the the and a and of and you know things that are connecting different bits. So you you can make up con the point is you can make up content words quite easily and you'll find again you'll find this within Finning as well as well. That you can make up content words quite easy but you need you and sense can be can made of them but you need you need the function to remain fixed and um in order for for human beings to make sense of these things. Oh, and just the other thing I wanted to say was I was talking I was talking about Finnegan's Wake and the different senses of it, uh, the wake of a man called Finnegan, or is it several, is it many people called to call Finnegan's Wake, or is it like River Run? Is it a is it a, a command to Finnegan's Wake? But it could also the, the thing I was going to say is it could also be um, in the the river. It could also be the 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 action of a of a the wake of a vessel or a, an animal moving through the water. It's Finnegan's wake. It's Finnegan's impact upon the environment, upon upon the feminine. You know, it's the male's impact upon the feminine, the feminine, uh, etc. Oh, the other thing I was going to say was that um, you look at Ulysses and Finnegan's wake. Is uh, I've talked about Einstein, um, and again, I'm not, I'm not in any way, I'm not in any way seeking to equate Finnegan's wake to 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 the theories of Einstein. But I think that James Joyce did want them to be compared and. Um, so I think that you can see Ulysses as um, Joyce's special theory of history in that it's a it's a history it's a male history, um, it's a history where women are the only women that you see are prostitutes and cuckolds and battle axes and um, temptresses and, and and you know the kind of the characterization of women is depicted in in the Odyssey essentially, and Finnegan's Wake then becomes Joyce's general theory of history and in the same way that the special theory of relativity. Yeah, or on the, the motion of electro on the the, the motion of electrodynamic bodies as it's actually in that the, the original paper was called it only deals with light whereas the general theory of relativity seeks to bring gravity into that that theory and you can there are parallels between the two kind of sets of works in that you can see you that people you, you when you read about the special uh, special theory of relativity and I've read a book on another book on it again re, uh, recently. You know, the physicists, the people, historic, you know, scientific historians will always will will say that well, if Einstein hadn't have invented, the, hadn't come up with the special theory of relativity, someone else would have within the decade, someone else would have got it. All the ideas were there. He was just 
he was the first to synthesize all those ideas. And that's why when you look at the kind of relative, the theory of relativity, there's so many other people's names associated with it, like Minowski space, um, which is space-time, and um, um, uh, Lorentz, the Lorentz contraction, you know, Lorentz corrections, and all, you know, they're all embedded within there because it was a, it was a kind of collaborative effort, the special theory of relativity, and um, Einstein was just the first person to get to it. And um, but the general theory is is a work of just of just a, a sheer leap of imagination, and you know, very few people we are we are told very few people but uh, Albert Einstein who could have who could have got there and you can see that this with Ulysses and um, and the wake if you consider Ulysses as a kind of a, a, a stream of consciousness novel um, set in a day well you know it's plenty of other people did that I mean you think about Mrs. Dalloway which is a, you know, an excellent novel I think the problem Virginia Woolf has is that Ulysses is you know it's not because it, no way because it's written by a man it's just happens to be just a, an astounding piece of writing um mrs dalloway is also an astounding piece of writing it's just they happen to both be books set on um set on the same day and i think probably virginia wolf had the idea in her head for probably for for a number of years and then saw what joyce had done with the same idea and went shit but you know they're, they're both perfectly fine but finnegan's wake is a is <laughs> It's just a result of James Joyce's tortured imagination, I think. So they are. So, so I see them as kind of special theory of hi history and general theory of history. In that it's it's Joyce at attempting to bring women into the into the equation with mixed results. Um, again, as I say, I don't all, I don't always agree with the with the things that he's, he seems to be doing. But think about James Joyce. His heart's always in the right place. His, his brain isn't always um, isn't all isn't always hard upon i don't know that's that so anyway that's the pickups dealt with so i um i tend to just quite to be quite a short episode so i just want to do just a quick bit on um kind of finishing off thinking about the numerology of finnegan's wake and then we're going to move on to other bits in the next episode um so we've talked about like kind of number nine and again the opening word if you take all the in all the lexical information in it, within it, including the um, the comma, then begins with nine characters. This expands out to twenty seven words, which expands out to the first chapter, which is twenty seven pages, and then you get eighteen uh, eight two chapters of eighteen pages, and then it finishes up with eighty one thirty six thirty six, and there's some other threes and nines within there. And uh, I've talked about Dante and how that relates to the Trinity and um, in fact, I haven't talked about it. I don't think I've done this in the. I don't think I've left this in the edits. But so you get the Trinity: Father, Son, Holy Ghost. There's three, and then the universe is represented by nine. Three becomes nine, and there's a whole kind of numer numerological things of interest in the Bible. If you consider the Old Testament has thirty nine chapters, um, thirty nine books, sorry, and the New Testament has twenty seven books, and three times nine is twenty seven, and that's kind of. I don't know if the kind of the the Roman the, the Romans in their in their embedding of, of classical mythology mythological tropes within in their rewrite of the Bible left that did that on purpose of a three times nine equals twenty seven so you can see that three is three is the Father Son and Holy Ghost and nine is the <coughs> is the profundity of the universe three expands down to nine and then nine becomes eighty one and then eighty one becomes whatever 
um, and 27, I think, in this is then because it's the New Testament represents Christianity. And, you know, as with all these things, 2 plus 7 equals 9. And, you get this kind of numerology. Now, going back to that, what I want to pick up right away here is going back to that, um, the, the Ulysses Finnegan's Wake duality. Ulysses is is a book split into three parts or three chapters really it's called what um new, roman numerals i i i and i i i but then within embedded within those three i'm going to call the three parts let's call them there are 18 chapters um so there's the part one which is called known as the Telemach telemachiad because it's about it's equates to steve dedalus and telemachus there's three chapters and then you get 12 chapters in there in the central bit which relates to Leopold Bloom and that's and that, which is called the part two is known as the Odyssey and then you get part three which is Nostos the return the um them making their way back to Seven Eccles Street and uh, and that's got three chapters as well so that makes 18 now 18 one plus eight equals nine and three parts so We've got all the relation to threes within there. Now, within Finnegan's Wake, you have four parts and 17 chapters. One plus seven equals eight. So you've got a relation to eight, to to quadratic, uh, not quadratic, yeah, quadratic, um, you know, quartic numbers here, four and eight. Um, and this, I think, is reflected. This is essentially, if you take that male, that kind of male of, of Ulysses, female, of Finnegan's Wake, um, the the setup of of Ulysses represents the Trinity, Father Son, Father Son, and Holy Ghost, where women are excluded, whereas Finnegan's Wake becomes a four parts because it is a quaternity. It's a singular to re reintroduce the female into that the Father, Mother, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now, actually, and I can't find the reference to this now, but actually, I did read that um, Pope Pius the in the year nineteen fifty. Did actually declare that the the Catholic Church was a quaternity that they recognised that the, that Mary was part of that part of the part of the makeup of the Church and so it is a, since nineteen fifty you know, it's been Father Father Mother Son and Holy Ghost it's on mission accomplished there's nothing more to achieve here let's move on um but that 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 kind of interplay between three and the, the kind of three and four goes on within Finnegan's Wake um, and also just kind of the, the kind of base the base relationships between um, between the male and female kind of the one of male and the zero female though you'll find many many references within Finnegan's Wake to um, the, the Thousand One Tales of the Arabian Nights it might have been a misfired brick as some say or it might have been due to a collapse of his back provinces as others have it their one their extent by now one thousand and one tales all told the same. Um, now, if you just take now the thing, there's a thing, a few things about the one thousand and one. Just that you think about the the basic tale of the thousand and one tales is it's the um, um, king king Shez is it Shezera? is the is her name. I can't remember their names, but the the Persian king who takes a. a Indian king is he who take he who whose wife cheats on him so he kills her and then every night he, he marries he marries another girl another woman every day and then has sex with her and then kills her in the morning and then marries another one and so and so Shezerade, um 
volunteers and becomes his wife becomes his wife but then starts to tell him tell him stories and as is it but she leaves cliffhangers so he also always wants to hear the story and this goes on for years this goes on for you know a thousand and one nights and and over the year over the years she he become you know becomes used to her more tolerant of her so in the end he's he exercises mercy but then if you extend that i mean you take thousand thousand and one <clears throat> in binary is nine i'm just of interest but then if you just think of the place again if you get a piece of paper and just write the word 101 down 1001 down and take the the one as male and the, the zeros as female the ones are are uh, infencing the female and it's a uh, you can i'm not saying this is right but you can know it's just you can see that as a representation of the 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 the, the world in which we live there's another number within um Within Finnegan's Wake, that's used all the time is uh, 1132. Eleven thirty-two is usually taken to be a year. I always try to, and I've always had to, often try to think about it different, try and think about it differently. I've always, one of the things it could be is just a, I've thought it could be is just a pair of ratios, so one to one, and then three to two, and one to one represents Adam and Eve, you know, the opening word, the parity, and three to two represents the, the current situation, which is, the two women. Um, Anna and Issy, and then um, the three, the three male characters, or the three main male characters, um, H C E, and then the sons Shem and Sean. Incidentally, in my, in my, I, I'm not convinced by this, but um, in my interpretation of this, Shem and Sean are are a potential, a potential sons. Um, I think this is a the, the kind of local tale of Finnegan's Wake is a man is reflective of. The, the domestic situation of Ulysses and so it's, it'd be his man, wife man, wife and daughter and as in Ulysses um, the Bloom's only male heir had died after eight days this is a reflection backwards so it's the she's pretty you know, the, the, the opening word represents the state of um, of of, of, of of the fertilization of the egg so Shem and Sean to me are are potential sons, and there's a duality in there, which 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 type of son will she be? Will she be a well? Which type of son will he be? But anyway, will he be a Shem or will he be a Sean? Uh, but we'll get that. I'll get into that much more later on in these episodes. Um, so so there you know so there's that there's a possibility. So I've thought about that as a duality, but you can also see um, that kind of, but you can see also that interplay between three and the three and the four in that in that um, in you know in today's age we have there are tw the year contains twelve months, um, but in 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 pre I'm going to call prehistoric times there are actually thirteen months I think is it twenty eight days or tw thirteen day thirteen months of twenty eight days and there's if you read. If you get into Robert Graves, and if you, I don't know how much faith you put in, in what's contained in the White Goddess, but if you get into that, there's a whole complicated, an old complicated um, um, uh, mythology and infrastructure to, to the months of the year and the trees that are represented within them, and to the particular points in the, in the year, you know, um, the solstices and the equinoxes and the new year. And all that kind of stuff, but the, so they have thirteen months in the year. Um, so if you take, yeah, I don't know, I don't. This is just 
this is just something, this is just a fun bit of idiotic numerology. But again, if you write down the word 1132, then you can also see it as the 12, the, the, the 12, the 12 representing the, 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 the Christian era, um, encompassing the 13 of the, of the pagan era when, when the, when, when there were more than one God. And I get, you know, as of as all things with James Joyce, probably all these all these things are probably equally true or equally untrue. Um, but but it's just the way the way that uh, the, but you know when you start breaking down these dualities, the thousand the thousand and one and eleven thirty two, these kind of principal numbers that we use within Finninger's Wake, have the same kind of in one sense have the same kind of form as it's the the female being in, encased enclosed and um um. What's the word? Controlled, controlled, and um, by the by the male, and of course also 12, 12 internally equals three, and thirteen inter internally equals four, and and so there's that. Um, it kind of all num well, all numbers are kind of used within Finnings Way. So I'm looking this up that the to the Greeks, I think um, to the Greeks. Even numbers were female and odd numbers were male. Um, one wasn't considered a, a, a number, so the first number is two. And there were two female characters within, two main female characters within Finning's Wake, and then there were, and then three is not is the first male number. So, so maybe men are right to have the male trinity, and women have the, the, the um the duality. But then, it's another indication that. Whereas Ulysses is a is a book of man because it it's all its new all its internal numbers equate to three, uh, Finning's Wake equates to two. And so two and four and eight are all are all um, allowed, shall we say? But because this is a this is a general theory of history, and because we're encompassing the the male within that, that you will find. The, the three and the nine uh, embedded in ev in everything and just to kind of just to finish up I just wanted to this this is again you can do this if you want it doesn't matter there are as I said there are if you take the the print the letters HE represent um, the male the the father in Finnegan's wake and ALP represent the mother and about the fact, I don't know if I've said this but um the other thing to notice is the word the the letters A L P first appear in the, that com in that combination in that sequence A L and P. I'm, the first time that words appear in that sequence of A L and P is on um, the second page the uh, four, page four the second page of text. A um, Annie addled little fifey Annie. So A Annie addled li little fifey are all lowercase and then Annie. Is uppercase, and that's another indication of the that the lowercase represents female because um, yeah, because HCs first appears in capital letters, ALP first appears in lowercase letters. But um, why is that important? But yeah, so ALP and HCE. Now, as I said, there are there's, they have three children, Issy. That these are the names that they most commonly go by. Issy, although the truth comes, Izzy is odd. Isabel, Isis, you know, all kinds of things, Liffy, you know. Uh, but principally there's Issy, Sean, S-H-A-U-N, and Shem, S-H-E-M. Now, 
if you, and you can do this if you want, if you um, write down all the letters at the alphabet and, asc and asc ascribe to them numerical values, such that A equals 1, B equals 2, C equals 3, etc., all the way up to Z equals 26, then um, each of the children in Finney's Wake have names that equate to um, multiples of 9. So I think Issy is 72, Shem is 45, and Shawnee is 63. It's 54 or 63. Maybe 63. I could probably work this out quite easily. It must be 54. No, he is 63. Now, if you take A, L, P, and H, C, E, of course, if you take the initial letters from H, A, and H, they add up to 9. Um, individually, neither of the letters, neither of their, their combination of letters add up to a, 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 a multiple of, of, of 9. Um, ALP is 29, and um, H, C, E is 16. 16, yeah. Um, but if you add them up, you get 45. Which is a multiple of nine. Now, which, again, this is just stupid, shitty. This is just, it's just stupid things that I do. If you take the children and add up their individual values, you get 180. And if you divide 180 by 60, by by three, which is the number of children, you get an average of 60. Now, I said H C and A L P make 45. And we've talked about how the um, circles circles and things that look womb shaped represent women and things that stick up and are pointy and represent men now if you take if you take um the letter o to be the womb and that has a that has a numerical value of 15 you add it to h e and a l p you get 60 and that then is equates to the average of the of the children and i said there's not is of, of no value whatsoever doing this, I don't think. But it just there there are. I'm always interested in the way that things, not just in mathematics, but the way that the, the things that people say equate. You know, the the internal balance, the internal weight of them, and figures weights and kind of internal weight and internal numerology works really really well. What else was I going to say about that? So yeah, and but um as. It's, but the other the other thing to say is I was talking about how the how um are Shem and John real or are they potential children are they twins or are they the actual twins now growing within 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 ALP's womb now it said um ALP A L and P numerically add up to twenty nine which is two above twenty seven yeah could be nothing but it's just uh, yeah. Just the twenty-seven, as I said, twenty-seven in reference to in, because of, of because of Dante, and probably because of the Bible and all this kind of numerology is interesting. And the, the fact that she in this in this it just ha is two more than the, the the prime number could be suggestive that she's carrying that she's in the first stages of carrying twins. Um, but if you just if you look at that, the kind of the way that your fitting the fittings wake is built on the is built on a on a basis of four of um of two and four and eight but then within the the actual text of it within the control of it it's all based on based on um multiples of three and principally nine so we've talked i've talked this about this in previous episodes that each full page of text is 36 lines long and you know the first chapter is 27 and you get to 18 and 18 and it finishes with a series of of, of chapters of of, uh, of multiples of nine 
Um, and then you get all that numerology within the with it embedded within the, the the children. Probably Kate's probably got one. I haven't worked that one out. I'm trying to think. What's that? So that would be what, six, six twenty six. What's K? J J K K. You've got eleven. What did I say? Twenty six, thirty seven. That don't work. All right. Uh, there's also is it Saunderson? I can never remember what the bloody caretaker's called in in Finning as well. I think it's Saunderson. But they, they, like, he's probably got some there's probably something else in there like Kate is heck is Hecate to complete the, the mother daughter and, and, and sorceress within the within the dream sequence. So I think that's all I really want to say. I'll, I'll as soon as I finish recording this I'll I'll remember half there's another ten minutes of stuff I wanted to talk about in the numerology of Finning's Wake. Well I'll pick that up next time. But it's if you, like I said, just go back. It's it's why I think that that um, that it's possible that the first page of text in Finning's Wake, page three, is actually is is a Rosetta Stone. It's 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 a version of ALP's letter, um, which you, you then use to 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 code, decode the rest of the book. That's all from me this week. Um, thank you for joining me. And the episode is called Number Nine. So. If you don't know what I'm ending with, more for you. See ya. Number nine, 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 number nine.